Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Steve from Cloudera join us. Steve, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Yeah, thanks, Shauna. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm Steve Maxwell, and I lead the sales enablement function at Cloudera, which uh, for any of you uh, listening to the podcast who might uh, have come across me before is a, a rejoining of, uh, of Cloudera. I, uh, I was involved with a startup uh, recently called Datrium, and we've been recently acquired by VMware. So I had the opportunity to, to move back to an old organization that I, I led in the past. Uh, which is an exciting opportunity for me today. Uh, I've been in sales enablement uh, for longer than it's been called sales enablement. Um, former salesperson, sales leader, uh, and I've been in sales enablement for for more than twenty years. Um, so happy to to be here today. And Steve, you and I have also known each other for for a while now. So I'm really excited to have you on our podcast today. In in fact. A few years back, you spoke at one of our sales enablement soiree events, um, and you had talked about the importance of partnering with frontline managers, right, in order to scale your sales enablement function and its efforts. So how can sales enablement practitioners ensure that sales managers are really well aligned with the goals of sales enablement? And, and also from your perspective, why is that necessary? Yeah, it, it is a critical one in, in a sales enablement practitioners, we struggle with this all the time. Um, you know, we, we could have um, all sorts of uh, research and analysis and discussions and uh, sales leaders say, yes, we need to have our sales team trained and better enabled to be more productive. Uh, but that last mile of, of making that actually happen is a lot more difficult. And sales enablement teams are generally you know, small relative to the size of the organizations that they support. So, you know, we could come up with, you know, great programs, uh, you know, even in a pre-COVID world um, where we were doing workshops in the field and you have events all the time and you're, you're working with people in the field, et cetera. There's only so much the enablement team can do. So having sales leaders be bought into the programs that we're running and, um, the outcomes that we're, we're trying to drive is absolutely critical to um, the ultimate success. I mean, you might have short-term blips in performance improvements or um, great feedback that you running in a session that people say, oh, that was great. And, you know, rated on a scale of, you know, one to five or one to 10 or however you'd want to do it. And people say, oh, that was fantastic. But then it oftentimes dies out because there is not that, um, you know, support from frontline managers. So it's, it is really, really critical. And, the, the things that that I, I've found, well, the, the necessary part is easy. Um, it's I think everybody has come across experiences or had experiences where um, everything went great and then it died. And the necessary part is sales leadership aren't involved or worse, say they're involved and just don't. Um, what I call the pocket veto, right? They look at you and say, yeah, it's going to be great. Let's do that. And then they just don't. Um, so, you know, getting leaders and managers aligned with the outcomes of the program, you know, what those outcomes are going to be, communicating what those are, getting the buy-in in advance of running any program, I think is always critical to, uh, you know, to drive the performance improvements that you're looking for. 
Absolutely. Now you mentioned the pocket veto and I, I love that analogy, but what are some of the other challenges that you faced in getting buy-in from frontline managers for sales enablement initiatives? The, the, uh, there's some obvious ones and I'm sure every sales enablement professional listening will, will know this one and that is priority, right? If, if, I'm, if I'm a frontline manager and my boss, my VP or RVP or, or even CRO says to me, you know, make a choice between making your number and, you know, running this enablement program. Uh, I think that's an obvious one. So if, if they're in the middle of forecast calls, it's getting close to quarter end, uh, then it's QBR time. Uh, all of these other competing priorities uh, are, are difficult ones to overcome. So the making it a, an ingrained part of the culture of the organization is important to, to make happen because those, those challenges are, are hard to overcome. And that's not necessarily the challenge of getting buy-in, but that's getting execution. The challenges of getting buy-in specifically are, do they really believe in it? And having an, uh, an ongoing dialogue, I've always had a, an enablement council uh, made up of leaders, uh, frontline salespeople, uh, pre-sales engineers, marketing, uh, et cetera, to constantly communicate and get their feedback on what is needed. We do, because we all do surveys. We've just recently at Cloudera done um, a, uh, what we call a, uh, a competency assessment. Um, so really asking the, sale, the sellers of all role types to assess their own skills in these various competency areas. That helps drive priority. Now what we're doing is going to that council and saying, okay, this is, this is what the data show how do you want us to proceed? What things do you want us to make sure that we do first? And when you do that, it's easier to get that buy-in too. But if you just go off and, and create things in a vacuum and then just bring it to the sales organization, a lot of times you'll get pushback or you get the pocket veto. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one area where sales enablement will often work very closely with frontline managers is around sales coaching. Now, how can sales enablement better enable frontline managers in order to improve coaching behavior? Yeah, I think um, the, 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 the thing that we're trying to do with, with that, and I've always tried to do with that, is, is get the managers involved in the coaching process. There are lots of tools out there, lots of technology that's being developed to, to better enable and track and, and um, understand what good looks like, et cetera. Um, and, and so those kinds of things are important to employ, I think. But even if you don't want to go down the path of that technology, there are definitely things that, that enablement teams and leaders can do to help their managers coach reps better. And that is... A, to understand what you're trying to coach them to do. Um, you know, I've, I've made a shift, you know, over the past few years in a, in on a more broad enablement, you know, you know, discussion of, of what do enablement leaders need, need to do what they need to focus on away from what do we need our salespeople to know to what is it that we need our salespeople to be able to do. And if you do that, then it's easier to, to fine tune what is it that you're training them on? What programs you need to develop? How you're going to ha have those reps demonstrate that they understand how to do those things, whether that's 
a sales presentation, whether it's an elevator pitch, whether it's the new messaging for you know this upcoming product release, whatever those things are, uh, and then even into onboarding, what do they need to be able to do after thirty days, after sixty days, after ninety days? Not what they need to know. If you then if you do that, and it's easier to coach that now. If I if I go to my managers and say, okay, well, Steve's a new uh, a new hire. He's, he's, he's coming up to his 90 days. Here's what he needs to be able to prove that he can do. Now I can help that manager coach to that. I can provide uh, a, an analysis form with what the, what the behaviors you're looking for, what the scale is, uh, what the subjectivity uh, you know, stuff can, can just do to support that as a way of helping that manager coach that rep to do something because if we just leave it up to them then they become one-on-ones about deals and they'd never separate the opportunity planning the opportunity reviews the territory reviews etc from actual coaching so i think a, a lot of things that we can do as as enablement practitioners is to provide our leaders what you want to coach what they what you want them to be coaching on and how to do it and the forms and the feedback and everything. And then it, it's more, uh, it's much, much simpler for them to actually do it. Uh, but again, that goes back to the, um, you know, the, the pocket vetoes and all the other kind of stuff. They, they've got to be able to, they have to want to do it. They have to see that it's a critical part of their job. And, you know, the more that becomes part of the culture, the, re- the easier it is to do. Absolutely. Now, now for those listeners that may not have had to establish a, a sales coaching program yet, from your opinion, what are some of the key components of an effective sales coaching program? Yeah, I think there are a few uh, really important ones. You know, again, as I alluded to a little bit before, is one is what do you want them to coach on? Is it um, purely about professional development? Is it about how to manage a territory? Uh, I think the, the components of a good coaching program are, are aligned to what the goals of the business are, what the goals of the sales organization are. Do we want to grow our reps? Do we want them to be able to you know, um, manage large territories, named accounts? You know, um, uh, Is it small, medium, large? Is it industry specific? You know, All these kinds of uh, of ways that people uh, organize their sales teams, then, okay, well, what does that coaching look like? What are the things that we have to do? Oh, and what's the cadence? Um, what are the, the execution steps that you want to be coaching on? And then um, how are you going to do it? Um, what we've done uh, always is with the coaching form is uh, to provide um, here's, here's the, the three things that we're coaching on this week. Here are the, the activities that you're going to be responsible for reporting on, how it gets calendared. The more you can provide this as a checklist, step-by-step, um, almost pre-set up for them. Um, those are the components that, that you need to have to have the, the, to drive the coaching program execution. Uh, the, the things that you want to coach on will always depend on the goals of the organization, where that individual is in their journey. Uh, I coach different people differently based on what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, where, where they're, what maybe what projects they're working on even. So maybe I coach, maybe I, I'm 
talking to leaders about coaching a, a rep who's just moved into a, a named account role from a territory role and uh, how they set that up is different. Um, maybe um, you've, you've promoted a, a rep to the field from uh, an SDR role. And so the, the coaching on that is maybe a lot just about time management because now they're not focused on you know, making 100 dials a day and setting up meetings. It's about you know, managing and building a territory. But I think the components of the, of the program itself have to be set up in advance. Otherwise, frontline leaders just tend to not do it they turn those coaching conversations into deal reviews. Absolutely. Steve, I've loved this conversation. I I have to close on uh, what I think most people find as a very tough question. So I I look forward to your answer, but how can you measure the impact of coaching? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, and, and, And we struggle with it as well, because, you know, even in enablement, when we try to, we try to measure everything right we try to measure um and work with sales ops on the the traditional lagging indicators of enablement which are hey are they are people making their number do are they generating pipeline what was the time to their first deal what was the time to their second deal what was the time to their first brand new logo what was the time what's their discounting percentage are they their sales cycle progression all these things you can measure um but those are lagging indicators so now in enablement we try to say well What's, what's the rate at which they're consuming enablement assets? What are they doing on their, the training programs that they roll out? If you're doing a certification exam, what's their score? How, how are they consuming potentially other enablement assets and materials that aren't assigned to them from your LMS system? Um, and we try to draw a correlation to, from those things to those performance measures. Coaching is a similar one. I, it's, it's almost like how, how can you measure uh, it? You know, is it, is it, are you measuring if it's not happening? Are you measuring if it is happening? How do you tell if the coaching itself, um, you know, delivered the, uh, an improved result? I think the things that we try to do is to say, Hey, if, if somebody's performance um, was tracking at, you know, a certain rate and, you implement a coaching conversation with that rep and you see, um, you know, it, and then again, what their, that particular person might be coached on. If it's, Hey, this, this rep is, is having a, a really hard time, um, you know, generating enough pipeline or just doing the activities that are related to pipeline generation. And you implement a coaching conversation with that rep about those things. Hey, I'm going to coach you on, better time management. Maybe you, you need to do your, your, your core PG activity on a specific day, or maybe we want to have you do call blitzes with your partners um, to generate pipeline. And you, as you coach them through how to do that and, and the progression that they're making on it, and you see pipeline um, growing, okay, you can probably draw a correlation there. Um, if it's more general coaching on just developing you know, a rep's professional um, development or uh, helping them uh, just be more focused on uh, on the tasks that they need to be better at in, in their day-to-day job. Um, you know, you can observe certain things. Uh, it's hard to get a lot of data on it. So I think a lot of the, the coaching becomes a look them in the eye, um, talk to the leaders. Is it getting better? Is there, are you, where are you seeing improvement? Where are you not seeing improvement? And then just keep doing it. So it's almost like it's, it's hard, again, it's hard to measure the, the positive impact, but it's probably easy to see 
when it's not happening. Um, but if you and you if you can't draw a direct cor- correlation, but it's still improving, then I've always said to my leaders, I'm just you know let's just take credit for that. Let's just say the coaching is helping. It's it can't hurt, um, but we we know it's got to be helping if you're doing it right. If you're seeing the performance improvements, if you're seeing attitude changes, if you're seeing upticks in the the right kinds of activities that are that are you know are driving engagement with their customers, uh, um, and and that is and that is part of what that coaching conversation is about, then take credit for it. Um, and then, and then communicate it, um, share, share across the organization that coaching is working, you know, to start to build a groundswell of support for others, uh, maybe taking a different approach, or maybe they, they kind of put away the pocket veto and, and, and start to, to, to change those one-on-ones, uh, and from territory reviews and account reviews to proper, coaching conversations. I love that. Thank you so much, Steve, for joining us today. I enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, I did too. Thank you, Shauna. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.